Yeah, baby, you know what time it is. Now let's get it started. While our HBCUs are mostly known for an academic rigor, community, they also know how to turn up. Does he have it? Yes, he does! And that might be the knockout punch! Greetings and Salutation. Hoping all is well with you and yours. Another episode of Fangs Up here. And happy homecoming today. Homecoming is officially over. Ended about five o'clock, something like that day. So, uh, but it's over. It was what it was. And it was a good time. I personally, I enjoyed myself. I got to go out there, hang out, see some of y'all and whatnot there. So, good time. Had to clear my throat a little bit. As y'all can hear, it's still a little bit there. A little bit there. But uh, it was a good game, y'all. Good game. Good week. But before we get into that, big shout out to HBCU Digital Network. This is home. Also, Cable Busters for the low, low price of $35. Good live sports, live TV, three devices. It's a pretty good deal. Just saying. Just, just. We'll put that out there. And again, the homecoming game, there was fireworks, the alumni band, the marching 100. Everybody was awesome. Tailgates were great. Again, big shout out to Kelvin and the crew. And uh, man, I got to find a place for the post game. Uh, But thanks to my parents. We did do a little something in the sunroom there. Just try to make sure we do something post game. Obviously, I, I'm not trying to set up in the middle of the stadium. Well, I would like to, but it was closed off. So they want to just pop in someplace and take somebody to the area. But we'll find a place. And, uh, man, I haven't seen the numbers yet for attendance, but I'm pretty sure it was above 25,000, probably closer to 30. It was packed. It was packed to that half time. And, it, it was a good game, good game. Uh, but today, we're going to go ahead and start off with uh, some of the other sports. Women's basketball is going to be starting on November the 2nd. They're going to have their first game of the season. And I, I'm excited for that. Against the University of West Florida, they were a lower division team. But out of Panama, Pensacola. Ooh, I almost said Panama City. But Pensacola, they're making the about two-and-a-half, three-hour ride to Tallahassee to play the Lady Rattlers. So it's it's a good time to be had. And hopefully we come out with a win. We can start to see some growth. And it should, should be some fun times, some interesting things to see. And I'll definitely still be doing the post games for that. That's Honestly, that's how I got started, just kind of talking about what was going on with the men's and women's basketball post game. I'm like, man, what's going on? Oh, hey, this is really awesome. And – that's kind of how we got here. And also because I just didn't see a lot that we're doing this. But that being the case, again, homecoming was a success. And volleyball kind of kicked it off, and they kind of finished it as well. Swap cluster today. The streak is ended, kind of. So FAMU wins both games, but our shutout streak is over. 
FAMU won the Southern game 3-0. Swept, swept the Jaguars. Hopefully we do something like that on, on Saturday. But <laughs> we then played Texas Southern. And in the game against Texas Southern, 3-1. to one. So it, it was a good ending. And it's something that you want to continue to see. Again, FAMU volleyball is dominating the swag. It's it's not it's not up for debate because it's a fact. It's, it's something that you could argue with your mama about it, but I mean she may she may be a great person, but at the same point, facts are what they are. FAMU volleyball is dominating the conference, leading the conference in most areas, and I just I'm not gonna argue with anybody about how great our team is right now. They are what they are. They're a good team. And they're having success in the conference, which, again, they're over 500. That's always my number. But at the same point, you do need to win the conference. In order to make the NCAA playoffs, very likely you need to you need to win the SWAC. And more than likely, you're either going to play Florida State or UF, one of those two teams. So you know that's coming. You know that's coming up. It's not one of those things where – you want to leave that up to chance. Make sure you take care of the business that you can take care of now. Ensure that you can win the games that you can be in control of. You need to win the swag. And we're doing a great job of doing that. That's just something you want to continue to see and something that you want to continue to have going forward. Now, what brings a lot of y'all to the party, it was it was awesome. The epic homecoming and I was... I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I was so tired. I didn't even get to upload content on either Twitter page. Really, like I got some good post pregame stuff. I got some postgame pictures of Perry Street, and so you can kind of see what was going on there. But I was tired. Like I, I'm not even gonna front. It was a long day. I can't even say weekend because I was only up there Saturday. Like, I got there Friday night. I left Sunday morning. Like. No Pepsi this time, <laughs> but it was it was a lot different. It was just it was a long day though, y'all. It, and it started at the beginning. Hopefully, you got to go to the Yard Runners. They were giving out free T-shirts. They didn't have it in my size, but I still got one. And I gave it. I gave it to somebody. I gave it to my mom. Like my mom loves FAMU. Like this is a gift from my mama right here. Like. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm just one of them. And uh, it, it was a great time, though, man. So many events, so many activities. And if you missed it, you missed it. I, it was homecoming was pretty until like late last night. And honestly, that wasn't close to family. Yeah, it was closer to Florida State. But we, you did have a shooting that happens. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll be safe. Be careful out there because everybody ain't. Yeah, everybody just ain't. We we gonna keep it there, so we can keep it respectable. But it was a good time, and I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I was never, you know, it's homecoming. You're never not comfortable around your people, like that. That's just it's never that. But it was packed. It was. I got to see the Rattler walk. You know, Coach Simmons and the crew walk in. Got some video of that. Yeah, we're gonna try to work on some of that. I'm gonna try to work on that uh, after the show. But it it was a great showing. And if you missed the game, it is on YouTube. They do have a 
rebroadcast of it. I'm actually, if you see me looking up, that's what I'm looking at right now. They have the halftime. So I, I had to rewatch the game just because I was, I was up there in the box and working and doing some stuff and I didn't get to watch it, watch it. I was focused on really one thing. And so some of the minor parts I may have missed. And I kind of want to see that. I want to see, oh, snap, that one play where Musa ran that play action, or that, not play action, that bootleg fooled the cameraman, fooled me too, like all of us. And he's running to the right. You're like, oh, snap, there's old Musa. Like, so I, I, I want to see that again. Kind of want to go back and see some of those turnovers too. Like, it was, again, it was a huge, huge event, huge day. The 100 gets off the field in time for us to hopefully have not gotten that penalty, but it is what it is. It, it just, it was a lot of fun. And hopefully we were able to get the recruits that were there, were able to get a great visit and have a lot of fun because that's part of it. You want these players, you want these student athletes to enjoy themselves. You want them to be able to want to come back to FAMU. I think the recruits who were there did that. I, I, I mean, I didn't get to talk to any of them, but from what I'm seeing on social media, where they're reposting and saying how much fun they had, that they enjoy the university. I, I think that was cool. And I think that's what you want. As, as Just as, a, as an alumni, you want that. You want the next generation to be excited about FAMU and to be proud of what is going on and be proud of the program. And I think we did that. I think this weekend, FAMU excels in doing that. It's very easy to criticize what's not going right. But it was a it was a vibe. And it was a lot of fun. And the new AD seems pretty cool. Like I didn't really get to talk talk to her. I got, I got a couple photos over, kind of got to meet kind of meet her like a little bit, but it's not like, hey, I'm me, you know, X, Y, and Z. But it, it was cool. Like I could see she was taking it in. And that was awesome. You got to also see Charlie Neal and some of the other individuals that were there. Just to me, that's part of what you want. That That's part of why you have people come to FAMU and do some of those things because it makes it look better. Just, just for me, it makes it look better. And it was great. It was awesome. And we won. Like 24 to 6. We did block special teams. Let me start off there. I got them at the bottom of my list, but I'm, I'm going to move them up because last week we wrote them. But I kind of mentioned Chris Fadul had his jersey on pregame, like full helmet, pads, everything. Special teams was no joke. Yeah, we missed a field goal. It's a 54 yard field goal. I'm, I'm not. Anything above 45 yards with, unless it's like three, four seconds left on the clock, I'm not going to get mad at you. And even then, I'm going to ask, why do we put you in that position? But 54-yard field goal, when he missed it, I was like, oh, okay, he missed it. It's going to happen. That's a long kick. And it looked like he had the distance. It just went, felt like went to the right. I have to rewatch that. That's in the first first half, first quarter, I believe. Just from watching the game. And it, it was it was all right. It was cool. 
I definitely took something away from that. But, man, you block a kick. That was huge. I, I don't know the last time, fam, you blocked a kick. It's been a little minute. Like, fam, special teams was really good, very solid. And it, we, we look nice. We look nice. I was pleasantly surprised for that. Um, but, yeah, man, we're going to take a short 30-second break. Honestly, it's a water break. But we're going to take a short break. And as always, y'all, this is fun. Yeah, baby, you know what time it is. Now, let's get it started. While our HBCUs are mostly known for an academic rigor, community, they also know how to turn up. Does he have it? Yes, he does! And that might be the knockout punch. All right, I'm back. I'm back. I had it. I ain't gonna lie to get a little water. Uh man, y'all just don't know. Sometimes you whew. but again, I was talking about special teams and they were good. They were last week was a anomaly. And I personally I was okay with it. I was I was annoyed, but considering that's not the norm, it that's all right. Uh, every once in a while, you're going to make mistakes. I mean, you're not going to be perfect, but that being stated, it was it was okay. Uh, now the offense, it was a tale of two halves. FAMU is still yet to pay play sixty minutes of good offensive football. Defense has been there. Defense is giving you a sixty. They have. I don't. I don't think too many could argue with that. That's just that's just my personal opinion. I could be wrong, but the defense has played good. Now, the offense, they ain't always giving us a full 60. I'm just saying that. that We have four turnovers. Three of them are kind of on the quarterback. One of them, I thought he could have ate the sack, but... He did get hit while he was throwing the ball. So I'm okay with that. I, I In the moment, I was like, man, Moose threw another pick. But after the fact, I can look back and say that, okay, all right, bro. Like maybe that one where his arm got hit isn't a completely Moose-related interception. But, yeah, that, now that fumble – Man, I, I just I kind of I'm, I'm watching it. I'm rewatching the game, and I'm gonna rewatch it and go back to that play and see was that Musa or was the play called too long? Because our offensive line is pretty decent. Like our offensive lines look good considering considering what you lost early in the season. Fame's offensive line is pretty good. I, I'm just trying to be as unbiased as possible. But that being stated. Femi's offensive line played well in the run game. <laughs> that is the best. That's the best we've seen since last year's Florida Classic. I just, just want to be honest. I'd, I'd, I'd rather be honest and tell the truth than lie to you. That's the best we've seen 
all season. Multiple formations. We didn't see the eye formation. I don't really think that's part of our offense. We have it. We just don't use it a lot. But we did use the pistol, the shotgun, and we mixed it up. We ran some different play calls in there. It wasn't the same old runs, but we also utilized different running backs. We used four backs from what I remember. I could I could be wrong. Thought McLeod, Jennings, Davis, as well as my boy from Rickers all got in. So that that's a good day at the office. That's a really good day at the office where four running backs get in and one of them goes over 100 yards. Like, that was a great day. Just, just saying, great day. And hopefully we can cut down the turnovers. A team like Southern is not going to let you get away with that. You're not going to get away with four turnovers and win the game because it's just not going to happen. Now, I did like what I saw from our secondary. We we gave up some plays every once in a while, but I thought that was the best we've looked in a while. And our, our defensive line, oh, my goodness. And I've, I've segued to the defense. Our defensive line was eating all day long. It was nice. It was good to be able to see that your defense can just wreak havoc, especially at the defensive line against an offensive line. It was great. I mean, it really looked good. And you saw where Isaiah Land injured has a really good day. General Hunt injured has a really good day. I mean, it just, and then the bowlers, both bowlers, Kendall, Kendall Bowler got that pick, and that pick was sweet. Okoye High School's own Kendall Bowler, but it was on fire. Like, I just, I was here for it. I enjoyed it. And it was, it was good to see. Uh, It seemed like, our coverage got better. I, I, I'll, I'll criticize our coach when I disagree with him. But in this game, for the most part, you called a good game. I, I, I'm going to give you that. Like you, you called a good game. I felt defensively, we, we did really good. Offensively, we had our moments. I, I did not like, I didn't like going back to that double pass so early. I do understand that if it's thrown a little farther, it's not an interception, but I also felt like we went to it too early. Like tease that out a little bit more. Like, and sorry to jump back to the offense, but tease that out some more. Like keep running plays where Xavier's kind of going to the left like that. Cause now it's on film. So Southern's got to prep for it, but tease that out a little bit more. Like run a few more plays that kind of cause that action make that safety come up, make that corner come up, something to where the defense is just relaxed just a little bit more because that's when you're going to get it to me. And and then you start to see that maybe they just don't get in a set where they give that up. Maybe they're just like, no, I'm not going to give this play up. I'll give up four to five yards instead of giving 40 to 50. That's just me and my two cents. But for the most part, Looking back at it, the the plays I remember, we were solid. And again, it's the game's playing in the background. If you if you see me looking up, I'm looking at the family game. I'm, I'm not looking at the NFL tonight. Bucks lost on Thursday. Yeah, that was aggravating. Cowboys won 
put that thing on them. So right now, I'm good. I'm good as far as football. But that those are the things that for the offense that I was my my biggest critiques. I don't know why Musa fumbles. I, I do know he gets stripped. I saw that. I was watching that. And it seemed like he was in the pocket for a while. It seemed like he was waiting on the play to develop. So I'm not sure if that was Musa kind of being greedy or was it just a product of the play? Again, sometimes the quarterback is being greedy. Other times the plays take a long time to develop. And when they do that, you're asking the quarterback to stay in the pocket and wait. Like, that wasn't good radio, right? That's what we're asking the quarterback to do. Just wait. Wait until something happens. And then once it happens, you got to get rid of the ball. So that's where I, I kind of asked those questions with that. And I wonder. I wonder out loud. Uh, and I'm not afraid to say that I wonder and that I ask questions and I'm not afraid to ask those questions. I, I ask a fair question. I'm not going to, I remember saying in the, in the post game to one of the other people there, I think it was G or uh, Gerald from the Democrat, uh, him or Brian. And I was like, man, I want to ask coach about that question, but I don't want him to get fined because that's selfish. And just that concern for others, because yeah, can he afford it? Probably, but is it? Is that something fair? Like, and coach later on is like, yeah, man, I, I had to, I had a disagreement with the ref on one of the calls, and I appreciate that. Like, he didn't throw the ref under the bus, and I'm gonna give these refs credit. I kind of watched. I'm rewatching the game. They weren't terrible. Like, there weren't a whole bunch of calls where I was just sitting there like, bruh, like, what are you doing? Like. There wasn't a lot of that going on. So I, 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 I try my best to be honest when I can and and be be a little, not always orange and green with, with the glasses, but yeah, in this circumstance and in this situation, yeah, yeah, it was definitely for me. It was one of those times where you kind of, you left once you're watching it, like the refs didn't, the refs let him play. Like, you had a couple penalties, but most of the penalties were fair, at least in my opinion. We had we had one that they missed, though. Like, that Chris Fadul kick, they ran into him. They ran into Chris Fadul. And I felt that should have been a penalty. I, I That was just, and that, that could be me being biased, but I did feel like Fadul was, was fouled. I felt like he kicked the ball. Somebody ran into him. He's on the ground, and that's particularly because that's how he got hurt. So that's going to be something that maybe the commissioner looks at, maybe the refs look at, and they say, hey, if that happens, we need to call that. But other than that, there weren't a bunch of egregious penalties, and I I think I could be wrong, especially on the punt team, I felt like we were less aggressive just to ensure we didn't get those penalties. I noticed the – guy on the outside that comes across, he pulled up before he got to the punter. There wasn't that go all out, try to block it every play. That was There was a lot more of, you know what, pull up, don't get the penalty, take the yards, and live to drive against them. Because if we're trying to make 
if we're too aggressive in special teams and we're getting penalties, then we're giving them extra chances, extra opportunities. And we didn't do that. That was that was good. So I just kind of as far as looking at the penalties and the refs, I thought they were solid. Again, eight penalties. I can live with that. You want zero. Let's let's just be honest. You always want zero. But to look at a game and see where there are eight penalties for the entire game. After you came off a week, I think we had 17. That's half. And coach addressed that. He's like, yo, the the penalties where you're trying too hard, I can live with that. But it's those boneheaded penalties and the pre-snap penalties that drive me nuts. And I was like, yeah, I'm with that. I can agree with that. Another person asked that question. I didn't ask that, but I'm still at the point. Uh, <laughs> but it, it it turned out as far as offensively, first half was solid. Second half, I don't think we scored until like third, fourth quarter, into the third, early fourth quarter. We left <sighs> we left points on the board. Like, all game, you left points on the board. Another game where you left 20 points on the board. First two drives, you left points on the board. But the entire third and fourth quarter, no. 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 It it was – it could have been better. And we did – we made too many mistakes. That that was where really almost all your turnovers really just started to pile up. You you have an early, you had the early interception by uh, Xavier. Musa throws a pick. Musa's going to fumble. Musa's going to throw another pick. And it's just like, man, what what are we doing? Like, I'm not going to lie. Third quarter, if you rewatch the game, you could just be looking like, man, what are we doing? But then, the fourth quarter comes and we get, I believe a 17 play drive. We only get a field goal out of it, but we took so much time off the clock that you couldn't be mad at it. It was, it was what a lot of us have been asking for run the ball. Okay. All right. Y'all been asking for it. And AJ Davis was just wearing him out and it, it was beautiful. It was it was good football because you took about eight minutes off the clock. If I remember correctly, quarter started when we got the ball with 12 minutes, ended with like four. Good day. Good times. Like, especially when you have control of the game. And that's something family's gonna ha- have to continue to do. You gotta continue to find ways to get the run game working. Thank you for the like. Appreciate that. Uh, but you got to continue to run the ball. I, I, I like one thing Gerald said: run until it run until it works. <laughs> and he, you know, again, giving his credit, he called the right score. But we have to find a way to be balanced because we had a few drives where we did not throw the ball. I mean, run the ball. Three and out, quick. Took no time off the clock. Dang it! You got to do better than that. You gotta run the ball at some point in time. And you gotta mix it up. 
because it helps us stay on schedule. And that was one of the things I asked coach about, about staying on schedule and how easier does that make your play calling when the offense is on schedule? And he's like, yeah, makes it easier. Makes it a lot easier. And you can run some of those goofy plays where it's second and one and you run a play action pass and you throw it and incomplete. Okay. Well, hopefully you're going to run it on third and one to get that yard. But it was cool. It was good to see. Um, but again, that's second half. That may be where you want to get your little beverage ready because it it was it was it was trying. And it was frustrating at times. But the best part was the end for the next generation. You saw some of those young rattlers get in. Griffey, some of the other guys that may not have got as much play time. They got in. And they missed some tackles. I ain't gonna lie. I, I can see why some of them are on second teams because they did miss tackles. Especially that last drive by Pete by UAPB. Like, man, why are we missing so many tackles? But then you look and you see it's the young guns. It's the young guys in there. And maybe that's part of why they don't play as much. They they may maybe they throw too many shoulders, don't tackle well enough. But fam, you did come away with the win. And that was that was what you needed. That especially going into the Southern game. And our cable busters TV, uh, cablebusters.com, cable busters, player of the game. AJ Davis. First time we've had a 100 yard rusher since last year's Florida Classic. Yeah, you are in that. Yeah, him, it, him or Xavier, one of the ways, but it was, it ended up being AJ Davis just because, again, we hadn't had a 100 yard rusher this year. That's something good to put on film right before you play Southern. And oof, Southerners will come here upset. They might even bring the band. I don't know about that. That's reckless, irresponsible, uninformed opinion, but it'd be nice. I understand they just did the Boombox Classic, so I understand that they don't come, but hopefully I'll be there. <laughs> but yeah, man, y'all, we'll talk about Southern later in the week, um, but as always, big shout out to HBCU Digital Network, shout out to Cable Busters, and I forgot to shout out to Black Techies. They are going to have their show on Saturday. So check them out Saturday, 6 p.m. on HBCU Digital Network, as well as YouTube, Twitter. I think they got a Facebook page, too. Check out Herb Seward and basketball season starting. He's getting, he's getting a little something-something ready for basketball season. So as always, y'all, great to see you. Happy homecoming. Hopefully it was awesome. Hopefully I see you at the Southern game back at Bragg. Should be senior day. Last game of the season. And, oof, the fair's in town. Southern's going to be there. It's going to be a great atmosphere. But that being stated, y'all, we're going to sign out. As always, it's going to be fangs up.